You're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back to the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I might be a little bit delayed, but I am still Tom. Uh, (laughs) When you started to do your and I, your I am Chris part, it went, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." so I'm like, oh no, what is we're getting started? (laughs) Um, So our typical potato internet issues, Mm -hmm. um, which you all know and love and appreciate. We just want you to know. We appreciate it the same amount from our side too. Oh, so, oh, you see this, you're you see, not alone. You see this all the time on even on professional broadcast. I see NBC Sports Chicago have guys drop off calls in the middle of a yeah. show, and there's like live. Uh, we just lost our hosts, and they just keep going. All right, so it's not just us. In potato nowhere, it's everyone who has the same problem. So what you're saying is we're professionals. Yes, we are equal to professional in getting internet service yeah. and recording a show. We're equally, yes, we made it. We made it. <laughs> equally talented at this. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, real quick before we get get started, mm-hmm. um, I know that like our intros are are random. It's just stuff like this. Yep. But then I, I talk about something random, mm-hmm. and made very evident our our uh, youth pastor who we do the um, youth group with on on Wednesday nights. Um, he and his wife were traveling somewhere this weekend and they, they threw on our road trip episode <laughs> and he, uh, he said, I just, I, I love how you guys, you, you talked about the most random stuff, you know, Culver's is really more of a sit down restaurant. And I just really, <laughs> hearing it come out of someone else's mouth. I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. that is, we are random. Yeah. And I don't, I, I didn't realize how random it sounded until it came out, came from him. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that there was not really a plan for that part of the episode. No, that no. was just like we're we're gonna talk yeah. until we eat, yeah. and, then, and then we're gonna go on with our regular plan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was plan. humbling. Yeah. I think is the word that I want to say. The, but the plan um, was to not have a plan. Dang it. <laughs> the plan was to not have a plan. So, uh, appreciate you, Tony. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm not going to talk about food on our intro. Yeah. Not going to talk about, I'm going to talk about how random our food intros are. That's my <laughs> intro. Anyway, um, we do have some stuff to talk about today, which is why we are here. The sports, not much more, but the sports, we're going to talk about the sports. Yes. Yay. Sports. There's, there's a, never mind. I'm getting into random stuff again. Like this is, you know, I got that, like popcorn brain you know where it's just like a random thought comes it comes into my mind and then it just kind of like starts to heat up and then just pows like oh yeah that's good no not here not here so um but there there i go again i brought in food popcorn anyway um you know movie theater butter popcorn no 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 no, no, no. i'm kidding i'm kidding you know all right I, i wasn't actually gonna go all right um so today we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, we got a little bit of World Series update. We're going to talk about the college football Heisman Trophy race. Um, as usual, our NFL standings update. And we got a couple of NFL topics, just kind of like hot things that happened within the past week. Mm-hmm. So I um, just want to, you know, run through those after we get through our standings. But first, Chris. Yes. 
the World Series because baseball, woo, is in playoff season. And here we go with the Rangers and D-backs going at it. I think Tom picked the D-backs to advance on the NL after we got to the NLCS. I thought it was going to be the Phillies. And the D-backs somehow pulled it off. They are playing good baseball. They're playing small ball and playing baseball the good old old school way, which we kind of love. And then the, the Texas Rangers with all their – Players and millions of spent and players finally ex- succeeded in their job. Uh, their current split one to one the series is game three going on right now. I think last che- last time I checked the score, it was Rangers three D backs nada. Uh, Corey here had two run dinger in the, third, in the third, and so it's kind of playing out like game one at this point. Well, not really game one, more like game two, but flip flop where it's the where it looks like the Rangers run away with this one. Um, some key storylines going to this uh, playoff series. Cattell Marte for the D-backs is currently on an 18-game hit streak in the in in the playoffs, which is the longest hit streak in playoff history. So that's pretty cool <laughs> that a guy's hit in 18 straight games, breaking a MLB postseason record. And Adolis Garcia, who owns who owns the uh, MLB record for most RBIs in one postseason, which is at 22. Pass him David Freitz of the St. Louis Cardinals. So, Adolis Garcia, a little onion of a thing there. Adolis Garcia has the record for most RBIs in single postseason, who was a Carlos prospect who they traded away to Texas. So, a little bit of onion there that a guy who could be killing our Cubbies is in Texas, which I'm very thankful for right now. And this World Series essentially is Texas oil money versus Arizona small ball because Texas Rangers spent all the monies on the team. And Arizona's playing the small development game, and it's kind of a fun little uh, microcosm of baseball. You have big money teams, and you have no money teams, and there's not much in between. So, Cubs got to figure out where they right. stand in that. So, yeah, and and um, it, it's really, I, I saw a graphic, and I'm, I'm trying to find it now because, of course, I didn't save it and I didn't <laughs> share it on our page. But there is a lot of parallels um, made between the, um, was it the 2001? Yeah, uh, D-backs yeah. team that they had they had a pitcher that hit a bird, um, and then and then this year yeah. had a pitcher that hit a bird, and yeah, I, I'm trying I'm trying to find what it was, but I'm mean, like, and, and by the way, the score is still three nothing, right. um, bottom fit five, mm-hmm. so um, I'll try to look for that while we keep going on, but yeah, you're you're right that um, Arizona is they are. They're doing the little things right, um, and you know when 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 I was in high school, uh, we used to call that kind of baseball Steinball, because um, my my coach uh, Steinwart, coach uh, Jim Steinwart, um, he was all about there are seven ways to get on base. It doesn't have to be the big hit. Right. So um, you know it, if it's you know uh, if it's a bunt, if it's uh, you know they're playing back, you grade it right, uh, hit by pitch, drop their strike. Basically, it was find a way to get on base, and it doesn't have to be the the big you know standing O type of uh, hit. So this is that's kind of what what this Arizona team reminds me of is like it's they they're not forcing the issue, right? It's not Powerball. It is they're just they're they're strategically playing playing baseball, which is I think maybe at this point in the season the point because 
you're, you're not here necessarily because, I mean, you know, you can get here by hitting the big ones all the time, but like, yeah. you're also, you're also here because you're doing things right consistently and you're playing the, the game well. So this is kind of like, this is uh, playing smart baseball and using what you do well to your advantage. Right. It, it, again, it's showing that you can win in the statistic era by just playing baseball. You don't need to go with the Phillies homeowner bus mentality. You can play baseball the way it's meant to be played and still win games, which is kind of, which is always great to see as a baseball nerd. But with that being said, let's switch over into the Heisman race. Tom, what's going on in the world of college football? Because as you guys know, I know diddly poo about what's going on in college football until Tom enlightens me with what's going on in college football. So Tom, take it away. So, yeah, um, I, I reached out to Chris about this, and, and basically I had heard on um, 670 The Score that, uh, you know, there are really six candidates for the Heisman Trophy, five to six, that at this late in the season still have a chance. Mm-hmm. And really th- that's not super common for us to still have – I mean, usually at this point in the season – um, cause we're at nine, 10 games in, yeah, yeah. um, week nine, week yeah. nine. It's, um, eight-ish so games, yeah. eight ish games, it, it, depending on bias. So anyway, week nine, um, we, we typically don't have six standout guys that are still in talks about actually having a chance this late in the season. So what we normally will see is at this point, maybe there's like two to three, maybe four that get the lion's share of the attention. So, there's this is a very strong Heisman um, candidate class, and I think, as usual, it's quarterback heavy because at this point the Heisman court Trophy is really just the best quarterback. Yep. Um, save for a handful over the last couple of decades, we've really seen the majority be quarterbacks. So most of those that we're going to talk about tonight are quarterbacks. But I, I just I found it interesting that even hearing that there's more than a couple that, you know, if something goes really well for them and really not great for the guys that are just marginally ahead of them, then we could flip the entire narrative on, on the current rundown of the quarterback race or the, the same thing. Exactly. But then there's some guys that are really kind of solidifying themselves too, um, as like, they're going to be a finalist. So the first one, um, number one rated, uh, J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. Uh, yes, uh, and yeah, Michigan, they had a bye week, yeah. but um, they take on uh, Purdue this so, coming Saturday. Uh, so final score will be 60 to game. 7. <laughs> In the first half. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, Michigan has had – all of this scandal talk about the sign, the, not the sign stealing, but yeah. like the, that, I think yeah. the sign stealing. Yeah. I mean, Houston Astros just, they, they, they hired that guy as an intern, um, traded in his trash can for, uh, yeah, a little bit more, you know, up the high tech stuff. But anyway, um, so yes, Michigan itself has been kind of plagued with this conversation around, the, the sign stealing and how, you know, maybe they should be uh, banned from, from bowl games and banned from championship possibility for um, this year, next year, however many years. Uh, 
and and, and maybe that is going to be the case. There's there's still an ongoing investigation. It's it does seem that there was a guy who attended other uh, Big Ten games on Michigan's behalf, but it, it's very muddy the exact connection. It's there's more coming to light that really kind of makes you think maybe this there's something behind this but at the same time it's kind of a, a a stretch so everything that comes out i kind of take with a grain of salt because it's not i mean this could end up being a big load of nothing or it could be um you know houston all over again so question for you question for you so what i've yeah. read is it's one guy who's been going to the games and just filming the sidelines of the Opposing team trying to figure out what signs are. My question is, doesn't every team do that? I mean, isn't that what you do in sports? Is you send a guy to scout the other team and then you try to steal their signs? Isn't that normal sports? Like this isn't like they're like they're like they're not like tapping their headsets. They're not like isn't like this is sports. I mean, am I wrong or am I like that's sports? It's not like you're taking a camera, banging your drums, saying they're banging a drum because you're using replay in real time to keep up the signs as they're doing at the time. These are the signs they do for the whole season. Isn't that kind of the point? <laughs> like, I think, I think the issue behind it that there, that's really, um, you know, springboard of this whole investigation is whether or not this guy was paid by the, by football operations um, to do exactly that. Yeah. I mean, because just to I have someone, <laughs> Like, I, it, I get it. Like, it's a, I, that's still a question. Like, aren't that isn't what you do as a scout? I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, this seems a little bit of a fugaze, if you're asking me. Like, like this is kind of what you do. You fugazi. It's a fugaze. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's like this. It's like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, this that every team does that. They all say out loud in the NFL that they're trying to do this. They don't. They don't go to practice and do this. Like this is what they do. They analyze for the fair. What the heck's going on? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say to that because yeah, I, I think. You're right that everyone just does it. I don't know what makes this so different um, than than anyone. Uh, it's probably you know paying. It's probably because there was some tendencies that um, now that Michigan is having success, seem uh, oh just they beat Ohio State, gotcha, and gotcha. Yeah, and, yeah, gotcha. Um, That's not and also Michigan is staying kind of eerily silent about the whole thing and so there, there's just more speculation around like well there, there's this whole deal about it and they're still winning and they aren't talking about it so are they guilty that's kind of the the um mindset behind the whole uh all of college football, all of, you know, the, the talking heads that are just kind of against Michigan now is because um, all of this is happening around the football program. There was a guy who went to a lot of games. There may or may not have been an exchange of money and uh, from directly from the football program, and now they're winning. And so now it seems sketchy. That's, that's kind of what it boils down to is they're winning too much. So, and, 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 um, yeah, yeah. NFL players said they NFL teams have been doing this for years. Like, I'm like, I and the, the Patriots got punished because they got caught doing it. Like, okay, 
I'm not con- I'm not confused about what's real, what's not. Like, what are actual rules now in the NFL? Like, what is stealing signs? What isn't? So, never mind. Keep going. Sorry, I, I that that question just keeps on my like. What is is this actually cheating or is it not? Like, is it? I think yeah. In in college football, I'm pretty sure it's a no no. Um, but then, but you see the sign, and, and it's so random too. It's so random yeah. that why, I mean, you could, you could have different, and they do have different pictures that mean different things yeah. on the sideline every week. So what trends are they going to get? That's what I'm trying to yeah. figure out. I was like, all right, if this is working, if this actually, if you actually, you know, there is sign stealing, okay, get this guy a job as you know a, a, a sign analyst or something because generally it's pretty random and that's the point so if he's picking up on trends from other schools in the big 10 for these random pictures that mean random things whatever and mean different plays then he's got something going on upstairs that's better than everyone else right all right so continue on the heisman fairs we i sidetracked oh, this no, yes. that's my fault. No, <laughs> No, I, I mean, I brought it up, but J.J. McCarthy, solid quarterback. Michigan is winning a lot. Um, there is a, a – a, they're, they're in talks of being in uh, the playoffs. So, right now, they're among the favorites to win the national title. Yep. And that is why J.J. McCarthy is probably at the top of the list, is he is winning a lot. Winning. And he's doing really well. He's, he's mobile. He's got a heck of an arm. And again, when your team is winning, it's easy to be in a conversation about the, the Heisman too. Right. So he's doing his job. He's doing it extremely well. Michigan's winning. So uh, second on the list, uh, and uh, this is these next two. Um, you know, the, really the majority of this this list outside of um, McCarthy because he's winning because Michigan is is winning. Um, the rest is kind of, you know, could be, you know, two through five, five or six is not necessary. It's kind of fluid. So Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington. Um, he's been balling. He's, he's ball. Yeah. But uh, he wasn't exactly his same self um, this, this past week, but he, he did, he, he is doing well. He's got USC this coming week, which would be a banner win for them for that program. And um, I think USC is positioned itself that they could potentially lose to Washington. So if Penix Jr. has a great game against, uh, and, and he's, uh, he's, he's a lefty, right? Hey, I lefty. Think. Yeah, he's a lefty. That, I mean, for, yeah. So for that to be, that's kind of, you know, unique. You, you don't see a ton of lefties anymore. I mean, uh, in that are, that are playing this high high level, uh, typically, I mean, it, it's a right hand dominant world. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot more righties that are in conversations because there's more righties um, in football than than lefties. So for a lefty to be looking as good as he as he does, um, I think that's you know win for team lefty. I know some southpaws out there that that would love to to see a lefty win right. something big. Um, there's even a national lefty day in August. I think we missed it, but I always used to um, give uh, DJ Davis a shout out in college because he was a lefty pitcher. Um, he always used to catch bullpens for him. Uh, I think a couple of times he did threw me a, a a bullpen session just for fun on National Lefty Day, just because. Um, anyway, 
Um, Penix, uh, he, he, if he has a really, really good game um, against uh, USC, yeah. he could he, he could really bump himself up uh, right up against two or ahead of J.J. McCarthy. He has thrown at least four touchdown passes in five of Washington's eight games this year. Pretty good. So yeah. that's a good, that, those are good numbers. Curly four times. Currently QB three in the current NFL draft, according to the talking head. So it's it's yeah. so we'll, we'll get to the other two because you might miss them on this list. So keep going, Tom. Yeah. Um, so next on the list, Jaden Davis from LSU. Uh, again, they had a bye week. They take on Alabama this yeah. coming week. So um, yeah, that's going to be a big win, yeah. big game for them. But uh, he. Um, Another guy. He's he's just he's doing work. Um, excuse me, I'm having some my whole my whole article just went down. Um, do you have anything else about? You're talking for the guy who knows nothing about any of these guys. Uh, so I'm looking up the numbers right now, trying to find the copy. I, I like looking at numbers. So he, yeah, there. So LSU's what five and one this year? So, no, my bad. Jaden Daniels. I didn't. I didn't had the wrong name. That I was. My it cut out right as I was even gotcha. trying to get the last name. So, so he's firing. He looks like he's completing seventy three percent of his passes. Looking good. Throwing for twenty five hundred yards. He's uh, been. A, he started a couple of games. At, he started two years at Arizona State. Started last year at, at LSU. So he's like a fifth year senior. So. He's kind of been around, so he's, he's the old man uh, is what it looks like to me based on the statistics. He's the old guy who's finally figured it out. Is like, all right, cool. But old quarterback is kind of usually a bad sign for NFL drafting. It usually means you're going to be a day two, uh, day two pick, unfortunately for him. Right, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for him. But, I mean, fortunately for him, he is um, – he has a high – his highest – completion percentage of his career so far. Uh, he's got 73% pass uh, completion uh, percentage. He's also, um, so all of 2022, he had 2,900 passing yards. Now through eight, nine games, uh, nine weeks. I'm just going to use week nine because, you know, folks had bye weeks and everything. Through nine weeks, he's got 2,500 um, passing yards. Yep. He's already got He's already got eight more touchdowns than he did all of last year. He's thrown three picks, which is which ties last year. But uh, he he's just he's taking his own numbers and just kind of being like, you know what? I'm gonna do better than that. I'm gonna do better than that. I'm gonna do better than that. So um, on only 223 pass attempts, he got 163 completions, so 73. So that means he is um, throwing for more yards more touchdowns on fewer pass attempts. Right. That's pretty good. So that in, that in itself is um, really, really impressive. So for that's why he and um, Michael Penix Jr. are kind of on the, the same level as far as the, the Heisman conversation and why most lists will kind of – they'll put them at a tie. Right. Um, and, and that's be, because they're, they're basically doing the same thing. Right. They're, they're averaging high yardage, high completion, completion percentages, um, and several touchdowns yeah. a game. So, yeah. And their teams are winning. So yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, if, and, and I'm, you know, I'm 
you know me. I'm a Notre Dame fan. And so I don't like USC and I don't like Alabama. So I'm rooting for uh, Michael Penix Jr. and uh, Jaden Daniels this next week because they're taking on USC and Alabama. I would love for them to go off. Love for it. So uh, count me a fan. Uh, Next, I was probably looking – I – was remembering too many things in my my head. That's that popcorn brain. Brain. I was combining Jaden Daniels and Jordan Travis and saying Jaden Davis. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jordan Travis at a Florida State um, because I do have internet again. I know I never lost my internet, but I, my article just like decided to re reload. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love that for me. But uh, he is out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, so they, they played Wake Forest this past week. Um, they kind of had a slow start um, first half, but then they had in the second quarter 24 unanswered points. Um, and then they, they ended up going on to win 41 to 16. He completed 22 of 35 for 359 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and he also ran for 29 yards with a score. Um, uh, with a running touchdown himself, rushing touchdown himself. So he's mobile. <laughs> and again, this is kind of, this is kind of like, uh, all right. So comparing to the other quarterbacks that did not uh, rush for a touchdown. All right. Okay. Take Daniels out of that. He had a bye week um, He, he likes to run. Um, and that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, but again, he's kind of, I'd, I'd put him in the same bucket as, as Penix and, uh, Daniels, because he's, he's getting, you know, 300 plus 350 plus three to four touchdowns. Um, that's his, that, those are his stats. Um, completion percentage of 65%. Very, very, so very, very similar to, uh, Daniels. 164 pass uh, completions on 253. So he's got like 30 more passes, about the same number of completions, 2,100 yards, 18 touchdowns. He's he's on pace to basically beat himself in, in touchdowns. Everything but yards. He's got fewer yards, yet he's still throwing a lot of touchdowns. So I, I don't know if that's maybe the um, – Florida State defense putting him in in short field position that he doesn't have the need to get a lot of um, yardage, but he's uh, he's one that I'd say of the last three that we talked about probably lower on the the list, but right in there with him. He's one of those guys that I said you know if he has just a really good game, which he should against Pitt because Notre Dame just beat Pitt. I think was it like. 51 to seven. So, and Florida state's better than Notre Dame this year. So if, if Travis can have just like a go off type of game, which I think they should just let him just, you know, run it up, let him pad the stats. If he can have a game like that and maybe get one on the ground for himself, um, go three fifty plus again and throw for three or four, um, then I think you start to maybe put him ahead of Daniels or Penix. I, I think that right now he's averaging just low enough that he's not in the the, the one to two to three range. He, he's getting dropped down to that four conversation. Uh, but 
boost those numbers with one or two games, and suddenly he's got he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you suddenly hear not, say something. No, that's all I, no, that's that's good. Good numbers, decent quarterback. I don't have a. I, I get my read on these guys always comes when we get to NFL scouting for the NFL draft. That's when I get my read on guys. And I give my thumbs up, thumbs down on people. I, I college numbers are, mean nothing to me, as you know. I they, they mean nothing to me. Yep. I care. I look at the film of their traits for the NFL. I don't care about their college numbers. They mean they mean dilly poo to me. Yeah. No, I I, I get it, and and I'm. That, that's why I'm, I'm looking and having to look all of these up um, right now and read them off for the, the stats is I don't know just, you know, off the top of my head, the stats for, for every, every one of these guys. Right. I know that they're all having solid seasons, but this is kind of where the uh, Heisman race, I think, slows down is after four. Yeah. I think you got J.J. McCarthy in a clear lead. You've got Penix Jr. and Daniels um, right up the there, and you've got – Travis um, right behind them but then um, Dylan Gabriel really had a slow week yeah I mean he was he was one that like you you could probably put on par with Jordan Travis but he just had it was it was slow for them they beat um, unranked Kansas 38 to 33 so yes he lost sorry my bad I um, read that backwards so they they lost to kansas so not good in in that uh uh in itself Mm -hmm. but um only putting up 33 and just 14 passes for 171 yards and an an int like it's fox sports called it uninspiring again another lefty another lefty but like just yeah he he carries the ball well um, he ran 14 times for 64 yards, but like he's not. It's all his, legs. his arm. It, it's all legs, and that when that's all that he was able to show mm-hmm. in this past week, it's I I agree that uninspiring is probably the right the right word, especially in a loss. Like there's more that can be done, um, and on both sides of the ball, you can't put it all on him. But unfortunately for him, he was you know on pace with the rest of the Oklahoma team that they just did not keep up with, with Kansas and, you know, his Heisman hopes really just kind of took a hit this week. So, um, and then finally, well, I'm not going to say finally, but last quarterback that I'm going to talk about, Bo Nix, Oregon. Um, Again, they, they blew out Utah. Oh, okay. (laughs) But that's, uh, but he only threw for 248 yards. I mean, I think that if you're blowing out a team 35 to six, Grand you should be putting up, yeah, you should be putting up bigger numbers. So, um, yeah, the, for their first win at Utah since 2016, um, and ended Utah's 18 game home winning streak. So that's that's all well and good, but if you're gonna win 35 to six. I mean, generally you expect, and generally what we had seen from everybody else on the list uh, above that had put up um, blowout wins recently, um, or even just banner wins, they're putting up 300 plus. So um, Bo Nix, great quarterback for the, the, the college landscape right now, but I don't think he's great enough to win 
the Heisman this year. I think he's just lagging behind enough that he's not going to be a part of that finalist conversation. Right. Um, but good enough that you know you can absolutely respect what he's doing in, in Oregon. So um, last one that we want to want to highlight, not really he's he's far enough below Bo Nix that he's not in the Heisman conversation. That's why we're saying that this is a quarterback race. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. I just want to highlight because he's the only non-quarterback who is uh, in even um, the neighborhood of the, the conversation. Heisman, right. Like he's in, he's in the neighborhood of Bo Nix. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. So the, the number six spot possibly um, he's, you know, of course the Ohio state, um, White out, probably best player in, in college football. <laughs> uh, honestly, he he is. He, I would say that he he is the best player in college football all around. Oh, yeah. um, especially for not being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just beat Wisconsin twenty four ten on Saturday. That's always a you know big one because uh, Wisconsin is a um, it's a very yeah. it's just a scrappy team and it's a allowed environment to play in mm-hmm. um, to at Camp Randall. So, um, I mean, he's, he is a absolute stud yep. of a wide receiver, but unfortunately for him, he is a, a wide receiver, receiver <laughs> in a quarterback's award race. So, um, and he's, and he's just a, a junior. So, if he comes back, which I no, he's not. wouldn't expect necessarily, don't expect that, um, then maybe next year he does. But he's going to the league. He's he's going. What top what do you five. think? Where where do you top five? I was going to say top five. I was even going to say top three. Like, uh, but again, it, who's it depends, in the top three? Depends. Top three are probably taking something. They probably don't need the wide receiver in top three anyway. For, yeah. Who's going to take those picks? Uh, Bears fans have floated out. They're drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first overall pick, and they take whoever quarterback falls to us at like four or five. I'm like, all right, hey, time out, time out, time out. I, no, no, <laughs> like, no. I understand. My brain hurts, man. My brain hurts. My brain hurts. <laughs> my brain hurts. Why? Why? Why are we? Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Dignify that with the first yeah, I, 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 I read that my brain said Please no. Tell me these are just rumors, right? These are just rumors. No, these are just rumors. It's Bears fans saying this is what we should do. Like, no, you, you guys are the more. No. Like, no, no. Marvin Harrison Jr. will be, excuse me, if he's not available at four or five, there's other wide receivers you can get. Or a lineman or defensive lineman. Or a lineman or anything like But if your goal is to get a first round quarterback, don't. Wait till four or five. Just yeah. get who you need. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. um, uh, other names that I do, uh, or one name that I do want to note quick: um, Caleb Williams oh. from Ooh. USC. No longer. He was, um, I think, preseason. Some the uh, picked him as not necessarily like the favorite, but a top right. candidate for sure, like a preseason pick for Heisman race. And he's just kind of. Um, what the he, he's got four passing touchdowns in the last four games. Uh, yeah, Whoa. like you said, wet the bed, wet the nails. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That was I, – I, I told you before, uh, I, I just I loved how that all played out with, with Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, beating USC is fantastic. Right. But how he put F Notre Dame on his, his fingernails last year and then lost to him big this year when that kind of like – 
that whole headline was for some reason a big deal. You know, whatever quarterback wants to do whatever he wants to do. All quarterbacks are weird. And so if that's his thing, that's his thing, whatever. But um, you start putting things like that for everyone in the world to see, uh, you're going to catch some flack. So, uh, yeah, it aged like milk. I'll say that. So. <laughs> yep. If you're going to put it out there, you better back it up each and every time you play that team. But Yeah, and he, he is not so um, out of it. But no, uh, notable – because he's dropped so far. That's why I bring him up. Absolutely. So thanks, Tom, for uh, updates on the Heisman hunt. Uh, it's always good for me to get, All right, some, get, get some idea. I feel like I did not do that justice. Yeah, it, it, it gives me some idea of what's going on in the college football landscape, so I know well, who to look at for the NFL. But speaking of the NFL, we have NFL standings to, get you, to give you guys. It's been another week, and it, the NFL is a – 17 week, 18 week season. There's 17 games. We have to do the same every week because they, they matter each and every week because things change quite quickly. But they don't change much in the NFC AFC North because the Ravens are the best team in the division. Up a game they have on everybody. And I mean, everybody, everyone else is 4 and 3, which is a good division. AFC South is the Jaguars and the Jaguars and the Jaguars in that division. And that's kind of how that goes. And the AFC East. The Finns are in first place. A game ahead of the Bills, who don't know who they are each week. They either look like real beers or they look average. It just depends on how they wake up that day. Uh, in the AFC West, the Chiefs lost to the Broncos. We'll get into that later. Uh, but they're still easily the best team in the division. It, switching over to the NFC, the, in the North, the Lions are the top dogs by game ahead on the Vikings, whose season is officially over with because of Kirk Cousins' injury. We'll get into that in a little bit. In the South, uh, yeah, that division sucks. Uh, it's the Falcons and the Saints at 4-4, four and four, and then the Buccaneers are half game behind them, and then blah, with the Panthers. The Panthers won a game. Yeah, uh, that's not good. <laughs> not good. I, I, I want them to lose every game possible. Uh, in the NFC East, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Even when their defense plays like crud, their offense scores 38 points to bail them out. They will win by hook or by crook at this point. And that's why they're the number one team in the NFC East, followed by the Cowboys, and then blah after that. In the NFC West, the Seahawks have overtaken the Niners by half a game because of Brock Purdy having issues and throwing interceptions. So we'll get into that also in a little bit. But those are your standings. We've had some changes with the uh, first place teams in the divisions. The sucky teams still suck, and the good teams are starting to separate themselves or are having some issues right now but Tom like I said going over the things we had some things pop up and one of them was a not good pop up uh, Kirk Cousins towards his Achilles uh, trying to step up in the pocket and he just went it just went snap I mean you can see him like trying to run away from the guy and he just goes snap and he just falls he goes down immediately it was a scary situation and it's probably the end of his Vikings career at this point he's probably going to be with someone else at the end of the season he he. This may be the end of his career, possibly. I mean, I know, like at, at his age, I know at his age. I mean, at, at his age, you, you got to think possibly. I mean, not. I, I'm not saying that he's he's done done, no. but he's. You're right. He he could be done in in Minnesota, oh. but at his. Um, all right, camera restarted again. Um, at his at his age with that kind of an injury. <laughs> Some people might be thinking Kirk Cousins is done. Right. So at least wanted to throw that thought out there so that if we start hearing that in the offseason, it's not a surprise because it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Absolutely. 
Um, so that that was uh, set. As much as I don't like Minnesota, I'm sorry to see they have Kirk Cousins. I do generally like the guy. I think he's uh, overhated by some because he just doesn't show. He doesn't win the big games. But it's not always his fault. It's one of those situations. He's played for Minnesota and Washington. That's kind of what happens in those franchises. So let's just realize the situation he's in. Um, what I talked about earlier as well, the Chiefs lost 20-49 to the Broncos. I know Mahomes was sick, but the receivers also dropped passes. And if Travis Kelsey is covered by the whole defense, no one else gets open, which is kind of scary for the Chiefs, which makes me question whether or not they will make a run in the Super Bowl this year. Starting to question it myself because we're seeing that uh, when their weaknesses show themselves, they show up and show out. So, yes. Um, so, um, Swifty's boy toy was not uh, impressive because he was covered up like a blanket. So, and she wasn't at the um, game for him to go rage. She, was, she wasn't at the game for him to show off. That's what it is. That's why they lost. Is you know he had nothing to play for. Yep. Um, <laughs> not, not, we're, but, we're kidding, but it's kind of what's happened. When she's there, he goes off. When he's not there, he doesn't go off. It's a really weird situation for Travis Kelsey to have that happen. Right, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting now to see that it's actually like played out that way. Like, oh no, she actually is the the good luck charm for the Chiefs now. It's a thing, um, and there were people wearing uh, Swellsy jerseys. Um, like, just yeah. I'm, um, I'm already tired so of this. Thing. Can we just end this yeah, race? She wears a song about the, the it's already. It's already <laughs> Can we just oh my gosh? Can we just skip ahead of that but, point? Let's just get to her next album when they break up. <laughs> Can we just skip just, ahead? That's gonna be it. That's gonna be the number one song yep. on on radio for like a year and a half. Um, she'll re- she'll start a whole new tour. Yep. Um, Two billion dollars. Yeah. Right. The Chief era. Yep. Um, All right. Sell, sells out Arrowhead and then yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but Chiefs getting blown out by a team that lost uh, 70 to 20 Woo. earlier in the season. Not that long ago. Not ago. What, like three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> like four weeks maybe? Yeah. Um, the Bears shot 20 so. on themselves. Okay, the Bears scored 20 on the Broncos. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we're saying is that the Bears could have won this game. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, so, Brock Purdy, let's talk about this man. Yeah, oof. Um, yeah, he hasn't looked good the last three weeks. It, it, it happened the second Trent Williams went out there, star left tackle, who's a old pro tackle, went down, and he's not looked the same since. The rest of him the ball a little bit too much, and he's being exposed as a above average game manager, which is not a good situation to be in because all you have to be in the Kyle Shanahan system is an above average game manager. And if you guys can do more than that, it kind of falls apart. It's like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. He's just a game manager plus, like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was a stud in Washington because he's in the Kyle Shanahan system. So it's like you just have to be just good enough throwing the football to know where to go with it to win the games. But you can't. But you don't. If you get to above that, they kind of struggles at that point. Yep, I, I, I. That's that's exactly it. Um, so three game skid. Not good. It's the end of the party era. I I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but it's like uh, we gotta figure out what we're doing over there in San Fran. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. 
Right. I mean, sorry. I was, I was making a play on the T-Swift eras, you know. Um, San Fran starting there, whoever is next era. Anyway, um, he's a pumpkin. He'll roll it out. I, I don't um, think – I'm not going that far yet. I'm just saying that we now know where he lies. In the world. He's not an all-star. He's not a bum. He's um, he's in between. We now know where he lies. He's not he's not the full pumpkin yet. So we're not we ain't there yet. It's not midnight. It ain't midnight yet. <laughs> not turning into a pumpkin. Um, but the night is young. The season is young. Mm-hmm. So there's still time yet. But to, for him to prove himself or to just fall flat. Yep. You don't want either one, but I mean, you're not you don't want you don't want the second one is what I meant. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Unfortunately, it happens to guys. Yeah. So, um, and then do, do we have to? Do we, I think we have to. I, can, can we skip this? I know I put the notes. Skip? Can we skip this until next week? We have more time to rehab. <laughs> the Bears. So, because the, the just the Bears are always in our what is going on conversation like i know we're bears fans but even as like a non-bears fan you're just kind of like what is what is chicago up to um so yeah um Bajan is going to get his third straight start yeah. this week they have announced um was i mean this past week was not good yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not we lost man it's not good when we lose i know he, we he can't was, say we can't a, say he had a great game. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. He's not as bad as you are making out to be. I, that's all I'm saying. Like it was. I, I agree because what do you expect from a guy who is now the what the only Division two quarterback to start undrafted Division two undrafted Division two quarterback to start an NFL game, yeah. and and this is now his second game. Yeah. It's like you. I mean, yeah. you can't expect the moon from the the kid, but yeah. like, yeah, he did. He did have. He had, he had moments, and then he had moments of greatness. One shining. Moment. I mean, you had the. Uh, but like he, he, but this is also the Bears team. So yeah. when the Bears do Bears things, it's whoever's at quarterback who's going to look the worst. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I have a list uh, of things we need for the Bears to be good. You want to hear the list, Tom? It's a, it's a, it's a short list. It's a very small list. We need a quarterback. I would love to hear it. We need a quarterback. We need two receivers. We need three old linemen, uh, two old linemen, I, I should say. One of the one line we need at left is hurt. We need a D line. We need about two and a half DBs, uh, a DC, an OC, a head coach, and a GM, and probably new ownership. Did I cover everything that the Bears need to, to be successful? I, I think, which means we need a whole new franchise to win football games. This is where we are at. <laughs> I would throw in a new stadium because, uh, yeah, I being mean, a Chicago Park District field is not no. um, helping anybody. No, so the, the Bears, uh, that the the bear, they give you hope. It's like that George Costanza bit in Seinfeld where he thinks he's broken up. He can bring up with Susan, and he, and he and Jerry says, "No, you you gotta fire you more. You just you have to help her out now." He's like, "I I was just out of this relationship. Every time I think I'm out, they." Pull me back in. That's how I am with the Bears. Like every time I feel like I'm done with them, they pull me back in. They give me hope, only to crush me again. I, I, I did this to myself. I blame myself. I thought they would lose the game but be competitive. That's all I was asking for, and I didn't even get that. 
That's why I'm so ticked. That, that's why I'm frustrated. And I'm, I'm being calm about it. I'm not yelling like I was against uh, after Green Bay lost because I, 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 I should expect this. This is my own dang fault. All right, it's my own dang fault for this. You good? You good? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's banging his head against his mic. Uh, right now. Why? All right. Well, why? before you have an before you have an aneurysm, let's just close this one out. Yeah. Um, cut our losses. Right. We wish we could cut our losses um, and uh, head on out of it. All right. We have like all of you, probably the tens and tens of people listening to our statistics and ramblings on the World Series, Heisman Trophy uh, current uh, rankings, and NFL standings, and then the random NFL topics that happened this week, even though there's still my night football going on right now. Right now, as we speak and as we record. So. Yep, a lot of interesting things happening. Uh, next episode, we're gonna take next week off because of work stuff. Uh, we might have. Are we, are we? Have we talked about maybe doing another road trip episode on the way to that wedding? We will probably do that, but uh, we'll need to discuss that probably throughout the week because uh, dog is giving me the I got to go, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, anyway, um, we're going to take the week off. We'll come back soon after that. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. But until then, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, stay free. Take that dog outside. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by... No one, all non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.